0: Thank you guys so very much for joining me. My name is Swadik Mayanja, and we are on another episode of the Everyday Hero Show. Oh, pause. My name is Swadik Mayanja, but you guys can call me Q, and yes, I am Q the nurse. The Everyday Hero Show. This is another episode of the Everyday Hero Show that is half Everyday Hero Show and half nursing news. And the reason I say that is because the question ballot one that's coming to us November 6th here in Massachusetts is super important for us nurses everywhere, um... And I've been having my ups and downs with this question. Prior to having a conversation with the m and A, I I was definitely... No, before I even started reading the bill, I was a yes. After I read the bill, I was a no. I had a conversation with the M&A, and I'm like, ooh, this is super interesting. Now this is getting, this is getting interesting. So, I reached out and I said, you know what, I need to talk to the opposing side before I put my foot down and before I make my choice, and I know you nurses out there do too, because I've been talking to you guys, especially my friends at work, shout out, what's what. Um, and then, so, ANA finally came, so let's just start there. Please, please, please introduce yourselves, um, please tell us who you are, um, how are you involved in the ANA, and... um and how are you? Are you a nurse? Are you just director? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Okay.
2: Um, my name's Janet.
1: Okay. And I'm
0: on
2: the board of directors for ANA Massachusetts. Um, I've been a member of, uh, of the organization, active member of the organization for about the past eight years. Mm. Before that, I've been a member, but not really actively involved. Okay. Um, and I'm a psychiatric nurse. Currently. Currently. Wonderful. I am a psychiatric nurse, and I work in the public sector. Mm. um, And I visit hospitals, but I don't work in a
1: hospital. You don't work
2: in hospitals.
0: Wonderful. Um, And you?
1: Sure. My name is Jennifer. Jennifer. And um, I graduated from Villanova University in 2013. Congratulations. So I've been a nurse for five years. Um, I started uh, my involvement with ANA Massachusetts when I was a new grad. Um, they had a role there specifically for a new graduate on the board and was elected to, uh, so I've been doing that since 2014. She's the Lord. Yeah, oh. so I've been an active member of, of ANA since since I started um, my career as a nurse and then newly elected on the national board this year mm-hmm. for the
0: Okay, and so, so you've been a nurse since 2013? 2013. So five years? Five years. Congratulations, good for you. Um, and how long have you been a nurse? Since
2: 1977. Oh, we've got it all here. we, we got the experience. <laughs> nice we've range. got the brand new. We've
0: got the ANA and We've got... I'm excited. I am super excited, okay? Um, and just before we get into this, it, you know, I mean, this is... It's personal because we're all nurses, and this vote, yes or no, is going to matter to us nurses the most, obviously, but... Um, we're nurses at the end of the day. We're all in this together, right? Civility is the name of the game. So let's just jump right on in because I think it's super important and I have a whole lot of questions. I got the questions out the wazoo, so let's go ahead. So I wanna just start um I went on the MA website, I went on the ANA website, and when the uh, when Nora came from the MA, I just literally went down the list of things that she put that she that the MA put on her website and I said, I don't like this because X, I don't want this because Y. So on and so forth. So I'm going to do basically the same thing. Um, to give you guys benefit of the doubt, I gave um, Nora from the M&A a list of questions prior to her coming. Mm-hmm. I did not do that for them. And I just want to be as transparent as, all, uh, as, uh, as possible. I did not give them a list of questions prior. Nora knew the questions that were coming towards her. Um, but I also added some in. I don't know how many were added and how many were p- part of the list. But you guys don't know what I'm going to ask you. So credit where credit is due, and I still appreciate you guys coming through, okay? So let's start from the beginning. And this is the one thing I hear um, a lot of nurses tell me. There is no evidence. That there is no evidence that patient ratios will affect patient care. I have a really difficult time believing this. I, be, I didn't believe it before because as a nurse, just I believe it's like going against common sense. You tell me that you we have less nurses, it's going to be more effective. Someone else tells me we have more nurses, it's going to be more effective. Obviously, I'm going to go with the more nurses, right? Why do you guys say that there's no evidence? And then after that, I am going to go... There's a, like just a ton of studies that I have read that... Why don't we just start there? All right, we'll we'll get to the studies after, but why don't you tell me how do you guys come to the conclusion that there is no evidence that say um, patient safe patient limits is a good thing?
2: Well, I think one thing is that research is very difficult. Yes, you, can you have say to that. have the right conditions to yes. do a proper research study and to say that the evidence is truly pointing toward one particular factor over another. So, some of the studies that are being cited in favor of this. Fixed ratio ballot question. Yes. Are studies that have looked at a number of different factors. So, that might be studying whether there are some um, difficulties after surgery and looking at when those admissions are coming in. And to say that it's because of the ratio of nurse to patient, even though that might have been one of the things that was looked at. The evidence isn't in those studies. The
0: evidence isn't in those studies. So, I mean, I, I, I have to disagree because I did I did look up the question. So, I mean, I did look up these studies. Um, and, yes, she is correct. She is 100,000% correct. Of course. Of course it is very difficult to do the research, right? And, yes, um, to say that it is all the mandated ratios is absolutely wrong. So that is just not true. But to say that it has nothing to do with patient ratios is also, in my understanding of the studies, false what i've seen in the majority of these studies that i have gone through um before i go in there do you have anything else to add
1: you know i think in the in the there's no like clear saying that there is absolutely no evidence that you know the patient patient strict mandated ratios have an effect with the outcomes yes i think we're saying that it's inconclusive as far as like direct you know results because of the lack of Research because this is a new law that was implemented in California, and only in California, and only in California. So you know the research is new, of course. So the discussion is start being started, and new outcomes are you know presenting itself. So it's just a lack of evidence versus the actual outcomes. I would say. And if I can clarify, what I'm saying is that fixed
2: ratios. Okay. This is this law that's being proposed in Massachusetts. Is is fixed. Not, it, it's a fixed it's ratio. Fixed. It's the only factor yes. being considered. It's different than what they were even doing in California. Yes. And there's no it's way... It's slightly different. It's slightly it, different. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, so, okay. So, okay I'm, I'm, I promise I'm going to get there. I want to get to the studies because that's we want to know the facts, before the objective truths before we start doing opinions. But um, I want to know, what is the ANA's goal? Like, do you guys think that we have enough nurses that's staffing as well? Do you guys think that this is just not the right answer? You want more nurses, but this is not the way to get it? W- what does ANA stand? Because the coalition against is just against, but they never propose another option, because I'm in the belief that we mm-hmm. need something to mm-hmm. happen. So, do you, does the
2: ANA have a, have a proposal outside An- of this? The ANA has a white paper on nursing What's staffing.
0: The white paper, which yes. is...
2: Um, it is a study that was commissioned to look at nursing staffing. We do believe that we need to have more nurses okay. providing care, but we do not believe that the ratio of
1: nurse to patient is the only factor to be including. Okay. Um, yeah, so back in 2012, ANA um, enforced this like white paper guideline, and, and it has adopted into federal regulation in some states. So mm-hmm. um, I, do we have the paper, I can have it on my phone. Um, certain states have implemented this where it does have a hospital-based, commuted, uh, committee-based um, implementation. So ANA has guidelines in which... Is it this? And so These so are the ANA's core components, core components of, nurse of nursing staffing. Yeah,
0: and so this is going to be on and the screen. Yeah, Thank you. This is going to be on the screen. You guys can check it out while we go through it.
1: And so what we believe is that patient outcomes are very important to safe patient staffing. Yes. Right. So we want but it's different in every hospital. Okay. Different in every clinic, different in every st- different situation. So it's a, it needs to be individualized. So what we enforce and hope to to accomplish is to have hospitals form committees in which they designate what is safe. Okay. And there is a federal guidelines that have been passed in certain law, in certain states like Illinois.
0: Okay, so um, so my the only follow up question I can not ask to that question is: What if the hospital decides? You know what? I believe in our committee, we've decided that one nurse can have eight patients. What 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 is what what can stop a hospital from putting that into place? Is there anything?
2: So the makeup of the committee is very important for ANA. Mm-hmm. It okay. needs to be made up of at least fifty percent direct care nurses so i really like
0: that I, I really like so i'm just gonna jump out ahead of y'all and just say i really like that decision because yes i do believe different hospitals have different you know patient populations number one different hospitals have different nurses right um so a patient is not just a patient is not just a patient every patient is different and every patient needs their individualized care so if you tell me that one for you know one nurse can take care for patients around the world in all tele units I'm like ah I don't believe you I don't believe that that's the number for everybody but I also do believe that there is a limit I don't care how cool how great of a nurse you are don't you can't tell me, as your nurse, you have the best skills on the planet. You're just one person, and you can take care of 12, 13, 14 patients. I don't believe that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get back to the evidence, because I do want to just talk, uh, get back to this evidence, because I think it's important for people to know. So yes, we did discuss and explain to y'all that it's hard to decide to just have one aspect and not be the end-all, be-all. So if they are patient ratios in California and they have better outcomes when it comes to X, Y, and Z, it's hard to say that was just because of the ratios. It's hard to say it's because of you know the amount of money the hospital, the, the care, the doctors, it's hard. But some of the research that I have found, patient satisfaction um, with hospitals, care, and nurses in England, an observational study, and this was by Linda Aiken, which she's like the godfather, the godmother of nursing research, and has concluded, um, and you'll see it on the screen, per usual, patient's perceptions of hospital care are most strongly associated with missed nursing care, which in turn is related to poor professional um, RN staffing, poor hospital work environments, improving RN staffing holds promise for enhancing patient satisfaction. So in that sentence, you heard her say, um, miscare related to p- poor professional nurse staffing and the work environment. It's not just the staffing. It is also the work environment. But staffing is in there, right? And then it goes on and on and on. So factors associated with removal of urinary catheters after surgery, same situation. Nursing, staffing, and other stuff. Beyond um, the pain scale, how patients, you know, uh, satisfaction when it comes to their pain um, you know uh pain scale and how their pain was taken care of at the hospital nursing staffing is a huge portion as well as other things so to say that there's no evidence i don't want to say that it's a straight out lie because it's not a straight out lie cuz technically there isn't exact evidence but it is super super it's misleading number one and number two i think it's 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 really putting the wrong like you just to say that there's no evidence. I think is it's as near as lying as you can get. Because yes, technically it's true. Technically it's true, but I, all I, of this evidence.
1: I, sorry to interrupt you. Please, by all means. Um, I don't think that we're saying that there's no evidence that there's a correlation with optimizing patient like staffing. Yeah, it's, it is a huge issue. Yes, it and is. it's a conversation that needs to be started. And I'm so happy that it is started. And this bill is a start. Yes, um, and there's no taking away from the fact that more nurses and having adequate staffing provides good outcomes. Of course. It's just that this bill is not the answer. Okay. okay. Strict ratios is not the answer. And, and that's, that's what we're trying to say. There's no evidence on strict mandated ratios. That okay. is the clear difference versus, you know, optimizing safe staffing. There's yes. a difference between mandated ratios versus safe staffing.
2: So there's no evidence that the proposal in this bill... Is going to that's lead to safer and better patient outcomes.
0: Agreed. Yeah. And that's a great point. That's what we're trying that's to yes. say. We're saying so. Not.
1: Don't want to <laughs> take it's away from the fact that bill. there's not. There's no evidence because <laughs> yeah. there is a lot of evidence. That's we that. are for
0: more, opti- staffing.
1: more staffing.
0: Word. So we're on the same so. page here, mm-hmm. y'all. We're on the same team. As you know we're just deciding how to put out this plan. Okay. So um. Okay. Great. There's no evidence on this specific bill. And the question lies, like, where do we go from here, right? To, because I, I, I'm still at the point, because um, we have to talk about the hospital makeup and how it's run, right? Exactly. The hospital is run in the way that the you know, administration, higher-ups, they make the decisions, they give you the uh, X amount of dollars you can spend on your unit, on your hospital, and then you have to separate that out. And you have to decide, I want this many nurses, I want this many doctors, I want this new equipment, whatever. I want to build a new unit, whatever, Right? But if a business, which hospitals are, are businesses, and if we are going to have a real conversation, we have to come to the realization that businesses have a fiduciary responsibility to make money. That is the goal of every business. And nurses are the largest portion of the workforce when it comes to healthcare. Healthcare is 18% of our GDP. Why in the world should I believe that a business... Would willingly, and with you know, without any incentive, give us more money for uh, for nurses? I just don't see that being a real answer. There is no way a, unless you tell me you know of a hospital that is nonprofit, or you know of a hospital that just does not care about the financial end goal of the year, how much profit they make at the end of the year, then maybe we can have that conversation. But until then, no. Unless you give them a real incentive. Why would they give us more nurses? Why would they pay for more nurses? Like, that's the question, right?
2: If if you can prove that the outcomes are better, mm -hmm. if you can prove that patient satisfaction will improve, if you can um, give them evidence that the bottom line will improve because lengths of stay will be shorter, any number of things, then that's true. The ANA supports federal legislation around nurse staffing. Oh, okay. So that is our solution.
0: That's legit. So if, so if this bill was to be federally placed, you guys would be okay? Or are you saying no. it would have to be a different bill? It would have to no, be something bill. else. This bill. Not this
2: yeah. bill. No, the ANA has sponsored legislation. There have been rallies. I believe you went to Washington yes. when there were rallies around nurse uh,
1: staffing um, that are acuity-based and nurse-driven. Okay. That is the importance there.
0: Perfect. Um, so it is great. So are there? Is there any evidence that says that mandated ratios have negative outcomes like what is what is the big we can't do this right now what's the big no-no for this specific bill is there any evidence that says mandated ratios is horrible for patients is going to cause worse patient outcomes do we have
1: that evidence is that a thing there's no evidence on this bill because you know this bill hasn't been in effect but I think the biggest no is just the way this bill has been written and and the unfairness of the amount of time that we have to implement this. Okay. So as a result of the amount of short time that we have in comparison to California, you know, there's a lot of comparisons as far as like of course. California has had these, you know, certain outcomes and they're doing this, which I think is we can't correlate because we don't have the amount of time that they had. So our outcomes are ultimately going to be different. We have how many days?
0: It's 37 37 business days. Yes, 37 business days.
1: You can't even train nurses in the amount of time, and ultimately those results are going to have an effect. On us,
2: Almost you know, so. you made on, that point. The orientation <laughs> of a new nurse is longer than thirty-seven. days. I did make that. They,
1: they watched my video. You guys, they watch my video. I think oh those are God. the outcomes that we worry about. Is yes. the is the outcomes of, of of the short amount of notice and, and and how that can have an effect on orientation, on patient outcomes, on pressuring, you know, fulfilling that that number.
0: Yes. And And
1: you lose the role of the nurse in making staffing decisions when you
2: have a rigid ratio that cannot be flexible. Um, Nurses are accustomed to knowing the patients that they're caring for, meeting in reports, making decisions about assignments that are based upon their their experience, their skill, and their knowledge of those patients' needs. Yes. Uh, Everyone doesn't have the exact same number of patients in their assignment because those patients' needs are different and the level of experience of the nurse is different. different, And we would not want to lose that. Is there another profession that has their practice determined through a ballot question that the citizens vote on? I'm not aware of any other profession that has such a thing.
0: Yeah. And and she also <laughs> said, which is a super good point, and, and a lot of the time it is last minute decisions. It's not something that they can plan out. It's not something that they say, you know what, tomorrow let's have, you have four patients, you have five patients, you have six. It's hard to do that because patient situations change.
1: It's so times it- those times, I'm not sure if your hospital has ever had code help. You know, Ooh. we're at a level one trauma center and there are so many times where we get alert, we're in code help. We need to, you know, see where patients can move so we can admit more patients yes and that's just the reality yes and we want to make sure that every family member everyone who's in need is getting taken care of and getting the proper care but we need to have that continued discussion and that that movement within the hospital to allow that
0: and i think it is important Um, and I do want to just I want to go over these things one by one and I do I I like that point because we do as well at my hospital have code help and there's times where it's like the ED is full and we need to get some of these patients up here because we have patients in the hallway and we're not going to just let you know sick patients in the waiting room be sick because there's no open beds it's code help. We need to like hustle up. We work need to find together. some beds. We need to work together. Um, and that in those situations, yes, you might have five patients for ha- the second half of your shift. You might have six patients for the second half of your shift. But um, it's always based on the nurse. It's never just, oh, everyone on the floor is getting... No, there's some PCU patients, you know, progressive uh, you know, care unit patients that you need less patients for. There's some patients that are just on the observational floor. You don't need as many. So it's different for every unit, for every patient, for every nurse. That I know. Okay, That is important. Um, so let's talk about this implementation because it, it matters and we're going to get back to that in just a little bit. You So, so we need... Based on the numbers when we were added up, and this is according to the ANA, okay, it says it requires to hire 5,000, over 5,000 nurses in 37 business days. And the bill said, based on the ratios, if you look at the ratios, I did a video on that in the past, um, based on those ratios, we would need 5,000 plus nurses um, to fill all of those positions. That is a difficult ask. And as you heard them say, I was already I was already super upset about that fact. And I was like, blew my mind. And I was like, this is insane. How can they expect it? They're just going to bankrupt these hospitals. And there's going to be more violations up the wazoo. It's going to be crazy. But... Um, I, was, I then uh, did a little more research, talked to the MA, read the actual initiative, and this is what I came to. I mean, this is the conclusion. This is how the bill is going to be implemented, okay? So, nurse shortage, that's a big, that's a big concern because if you don't have enough nurses, if you don't have those 5,000 nurses, you are going to be fined endlessly forever, right? So, you need those numbers. Um, so it's just not true that we don't have nurses to fill those positions. 37 days is not a lot of time. 37 business days is not a lot of time. But it's not true that we don't have those nurses. There's 130 nurse, 130,000 nurses that have a active license in the state of Massachusetts. This is 2017, according to the National Council State Boards of Nursing. Everyone knows that because we do our NCLEX to get there. They are... If you don't believe them, we're not having a conversation. 130,000 nurses with active licenses. 82,000 of that 130,000 are currently working, and that's according to um, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. So that leaves, if you do that, quick math, quick maths, 47,904 nurses that are currently have active licenses that are not employed. This is according to two organizations that have no have no way. They they don't care if we get the bill. They don't care if we don't get the bill. It's just the numbers. And all they care about are the numbers. How many active licenses? How many are employed in Massachusetts? 130,000 active licenses. um, And um, what's it called? Uh, uh, 83,000 are employed. 40,000, 47,000 nurses that don't. Okay. So we have the nurses.
2: Do you know how many of those nurses are retired?
0: Um, so that's a great question Now we're about to bounce right
1: We have to, to think about the whole girl is quick very very nice quick. to put numbers there but yes. you have to think about the other factors of like be, be retired nurses yes. also other nurses who choose not to practice but keep their license yes and so why are the jobs not
2: yep. taken you know I think you have the same kind of passion for nursing mm-hmm. that Jen and I have. You know, you're not going to get that license out of my hand until, yes. um,
0: Absolutely not. you know, you're
2: going to have to pull it out of my yeah. cold, yes. dead yes. hand. That. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm going to be retired till the, until the day I die yeah. of is I'm going to be active. And
2: that's so a good many point. many of those nurses exactly. are retired nurses. Yes. They have no interest
0: Yes. Yes. And that's a a number we don't know. We don't know how many are retired. We don't know how many of these nurses don't want to be nurses anymore, but still have the license. That's the thing. We don't know how many of these nurses are self-employed and have no intention of going back in the hospital. Mm -hmm. We don't know how many nurses want to go into hospitals. Right. And those are all factors that you have to add up. But that number forty-seven thousand. If you need five, and there's forty-seven thousand, let's not pretend that we won't be able to find these nurses if it's if there is a mandate. Um, and on top of all of that, on top of the forty-seven thousand um, nurses that are just have active licenses that are not working currently, we have three thousand nurses that graduate from nursing. Um, uh, nursing schools in Massachusetts every year. Are they all going to stay in Massachusetts? No. Do they all want to work in hospitals? No. All of these things are real, but those numbers are way too high for you to tell me that we are not going to be able to find the 5,000 nurses. And then we come to the most important question. Even if you get every single nurse to be hired the day of the bill, why do we only have 37 training? Days? Training. That's if, a- the,
1: if the ultimate goal, I think if the my biggest problem and issue with this bill is that if the ultimate goal was for safe patient outcomes why not allow the the amount of time to train the nurses properly to implement what is safe for our hospitals yes we need to do that in a very delicate manner and 37 days just seems unreal
2: it's it is very
1: unsafe and i
2: will tell you that in the mental health field there are beds sitting empty in massachusetts because nurses cannot be hired in order to enable those beds to be filled
0: yeah
2: um so there in reality there does seem to be a nursing shortage in certain areas
1: certain specialties certain areas and that
0: is very true that is true um and i can't argue with that fact that it's just it's just a fact um and and that's like, you guys, you saw my video previous to this. I had that same concern. I thought the 37 days was too too little, and I thought the nurse shortage is a real thing, and we're not going to be able to find all those nurses that quickly. Um, but we got to talk about the fines that happened starting January 1st. And I do want to say that according to the ANA, it says... Um, The fines, the fines. Um, Implement, no, no, no. That's not what I want to say. Hospitals. Yeah, so on the ANA website, it says, and I quote, hospitals would be subject to fines of $25,000 per violation per day if they are unable to comply with these rigid ratios. That is also misrepresenting the um, initiative. Um, I do want to read for you guys because this is super important. We need to get this down pat because this is the one thing that is scaring all nurses out, scaring them away from even having a conversation about this bill. Um, The initiative says, the Massachusetts Health Policy Commission may conduct inspections of policies to ensure compliance with the terms of this act. A facility's failure to adhere to the patient assignment limits as adjusted per the requirements shall be reported by the Massachusetts Health pa- Policy Commission to the Attorney General for enforcement. The Attorney General may bring a superior court a- of court action seeking injunctive relief and civil penalties in the amount of up to $25,000 per violation. So please, please, for the love of God, stop saying that it's $25,000 per violation because that is not true. And the process and a lot of um, people that are on the no side have been telling nurses on the yes side, Every time it happens, it's going to be $25,000. It's going to be an automatic violation. It's going to be an automatic fine. That is not true. There's an actual process to how this thing needs to happen. First of all, a nurse and or a patient or someone that's in, a, in the family member, someone has to report it first. After it's been reported, it goes to the healthcare pol- uh, health commission, pol- um, what's it called? Health policy commission. They have to come to the hospital, investigate to find out if it's an actual issue once that happens, they then report it to the attorney general. The attorney general does its own investigation with at the hospital. Then the attorney general doesn't get to throw a fine at them. The attorney general has to take the hospital to court where they have their opportunity to fight back. This process is not automatic. This process is not $25,000 per violation. It is up to. And if we're going to be real, if we're going to have a real conversation... How often do you think that that entire process will happen? It, I mean, it I mean, just it is can't a, it happen. It is a process. It is, and it's a good but process.
1: It, it, but it is going to happen and can happen. It's of up course. to so. Yes. So, I mean, the 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 policy, the process is, is in place, but it's can it's happen. Still a lot you don't of know money. how it's going to work because it hasn't been in place. But it's still a lot of money. Yes, and not, but it's
0: it's there's a process for it mm-hmm. right there's a process to it and the thing i keep coming back to is they, they there needs to be pressure on the hospital to 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 hire more nurses if there's no pressure and yes when i first heard this bill $25,000 is a lot of goddamn money there needs to be pressure on these hospitals outside of this $25,000 um fine there literally is no the, the only reason hospitals hire nurses is because they don't want patients to stay in hospitals for forever. They don't want patients to be readmitted. And we all know as nurses, you guys know readmissions. We all know as nurses that readmissions are our fault, that we have to take that bill. And that's the only thing. There is no violation. There is no regulation that says you have to have an X amount of nurses. You have to have a safe amount of nurses. And this to me sounds like the perfect the perfect process into putting pressure on hospitals to say, if you don't do this, there is a long process, it's not going to happen overnight, but if you do this, we do have the possibility of finding you up to $25,000, up to, let's make sure we know that, up to, Um, so yes, and I just wanted to get that super, super clear, because that's something that keeps scaring nurses away. It really is. And I, I think the A&A, when you be, put it in big letters on top of the your website, is being a little unfair to the initiative um, and um, just kind of putting out false information out there. So let's talk about the taxpayer because that's going to... I mean, this is not free. Mm-hmm. Hiring nurses isn't a free thing. Nurses are expensive. Like I said, it's the vast majority of the uh, jobs in um, in healthcare. What is your guys's... You guys, on the on the website, it says... Uh, where, where did I have it? Um... It was supposed to be over $1 billion over the first year, and then it can be up to $900 million every single year after that. And that's a scary number to think of. That's a big number to think of. Um, But when I did further research, and yes, we have to go back to California, because there's no other state, there's nowhere else we get to compare what mandated ratios mean, even though it's not the exact same thing. This is the research that came out after. They say... And this is according to the Henry Kaiser Family Foundation and the American Hospital Association, which, by the way, is not for the bill. They're against the bill, but this is the information they have gotten from California. Healthcare costs have not ballooned because of the California safe patient limits laws are predicted by industry. Healthcare costs remain lower in California than in Massachusetts, number one. Number two, California's paid $179 less per year than the national average for healthcare premiums. Number three, Californians also paid $524 less per year than their Massachusetts counterparts for healthcare premiums. Um, Net hospital income rose, rose dramatically after California's law was implemented from $12.5 billion in 1994 to 2003 to more than $41.1 billion in 2004 to 2013. And that's after the bill was in place. So, you said earlier if there was um, evidence that showed that if you put mandated ratios in that the hospitals themselves would then hire more nurses. It's not a thing. Because this is evidence, and this is according to the American Hospital Associ- the American Hospital Association, which is against this, because I know just like many big multi-billion dollar corporations, they are all about all about the short term gain. They want to make as quick money as possible And if that means hiring less nurses, that means hiring less nurses. Knowing all of that, why is it that you guys think, according to California, the profits went up and the cost went down? Why are you guys against it?
2: So, um, first of all, I want to point out that unlike some of the ads that are out there, the quality of patient care indicators in California are poorer than they are in Massachusetts. Yes, That is Massachusetts provides higher quality of care on many, many indices. Yes. And so I don't think that we should be aspiring to do what California has done. I think that that's interesting research
0: that you're sharing. Yes. So I think it's interesting research. and. I know we have to we have to compare California to Massachusetts because Massachusetts I mean California is the only place that had mandated mandates right because who else are we going to compare to right but
2: they're not as
1: stringent as these mandates they are they are. not
0: yeah yeah definitely not and that's where the they're, little their bit of a ratio difference.
1: is 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 you know larger they had five to six nurses versus some of of the strict mandated ratios here are four nurses they also had five years to implement it they also have a way to to change the law if their technology changes um, versus us is by law in the law and there's There's no no, way there's no way to change there's no way to change so So,
0: yeah go ahead
1: I mean I think that's so you mean
2: four versus six patients per nurse
0: yeah so, and that's a good that's really important for you guys to understand in California and med surge floors you can have up to five right and I think it's in five in
1: California I believe it's five to
0: six okay five so if six. it's five to six it's five to six I'll have the number up on the screen but here in Massachusetts it's four. four there's no four to five there's no three to four there's no four to six it is four rigid it is rigid and that's something I do, like I said in the beginning of course there's things I don't like about this bill and that's one of them stop making it so rigid you can't make the same thing for every patient for every nurse I don't like that. Um, but to compare California's, um, you know, patient safety indicators compared to us in Massachusetts, yes, that is a good thing to do. That is a really good thing to do. But we're also doing better than every other state that's not having, you know, patient ratios, right? So that comparison is hard to do. The comparison you need to do when you are looking at the patient ratios is California before and California after. And those, that, that research is, is, is clear, clear as day. California before and California after. It's night and day. The ratios made patient safety way better in California. Way better. And I have those stats. I'm not going to go through the list. I'm going to put it on the screen because it's it's just true. I mean, it, the facts are the facts. Patient falls, patient state, uh, readmissions, all of these things are better in California after the ratio. So, comparing California today to Massachusetts today, we are doing better, but I don't think Massachusetts is the is where we need to be. I think we need to go higher. And if they got better after the ratios, why can't we get better after our ratios? Yeah,
1: if we had a reasonable amount of time to do so.
0: And she keeps going back to the time. It
1: is. is. Because that's important. Because that's important. Ultimately, that's what it is. I mean, like, why, you know, it's going to be unsafe. Mm. The reality is it's going to be unsafe.
0: And it is going to be unsafe in that time. But, ladies and gentlemen, that time is not enough. It's not enough. But the way that the initiative is going to be planned out and played out is that if if we vote yes on November 6th, it goes into law on January 1st. Let me be clear with you guys right now. There are zero hospitals in Massachusetts that will be fined January 1st. There are zero hospitals. And I say zero because I mean zero based on this bill. And the reason is because according to the bill, the Health Care Commission, Health Policy Commission, needs to, at that point, when the bill is enacted, January 1st, they need to come together, convene, and then they need to make the decisions as to what um, the fines will be. They will decide on January 1st what the fines will be. And for every instance. So, like, for the ERs. Uh, For the ER nurses, if you are over five patients, if you have non-urgent stable patients, um, what is that fine going to be? What's the fine going to be for nurses who have five patients when their partner is doing compressions on a code patient? What is the fine going to be when a nurse gets a flat tire and for the whole shift, you know, all the nurses have one extra patient? Those are the 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 details that are going to be set up starting January first, according to the bill. It's hard to say when the regulation the commission will come up with the fines list it could be the day after it could be 6 months later but there will be zero fines come january 1st zero and once those regulations get put into place once those regulations get put into place it is then um the the healthcare p- um, commission will then tell you you have 6 months left to have this or we will start finding you have 4 months left so no one is getting fined come january that is just not going to happen. It is impossible for you to get fined come January. But so the fines to... will come. The fines will come. And
1: what I worry most about is, you know, fulfilling these needs and the fines and, and you know, the big hospitals are going to be fine. They have the money. What I worry about are this smaller rehabs and yes. communities. Yes. In which this actual ratio they need it the most actually. And this bill does not include them. So for rehabs, nursing homes, there is skilled no nursing facility. Fa- this bill does not apply to them. Yeah. So what's going to happen when these big hospitals need more nurses and are willing to pay, it's going to drive those nurses from those facilities because they have incentive to come to the commu- to the city hospitals and to the big hospitals and our vulnerable populations are going to be in need. It's taking resources away from where there is already a lack of resources. Yes. And I would also like to ask you if you could send us that
2: research that you're citing that oh. shows that uh, about the improvements in patient care in California. Oh, and done and done. Would like to, uh, oh, to read course, that. Of course, of course. And have a chance to, <laughs> I uh, most, to respond.
0: <laughs> no, most definitely, and I, I and I will um, mention it at the end just to just to make sure that everyone is aware because there's there's just there's just a ton of it. There's just a ton. But um. Uh, going to what you said, the community stuff is another thing that I am concerned about. So, like you guys, I'm asking the hard questions here because this is this is what I do. I do the nursing news. Check it out every Friday, please and thank you. But the reason I'm asking these hard questions is because I was on the no side before. I Had the conversation with the MA. I thought that some of these things are remarkably insane, right? So when I say when I say that they'll have that much time, and why are you guys against it? I'm still teetering. On the no side, I don't think the amount of time is sufficient. Yes, no one will be fined in January, but it doesn't say it doesn't say when they, the fines will start. They can make that decision arbitrarily after the bill is passed, which is not fair and does not give us hospitals enough time. Right, and that point is humongous, humongous. The scary stories I hear from people from other hospitals are, oh my God, I had eight patients this one day and it was the worst day ever. I felt so unsafe. It was scary. I hear these nurses tell me these things. Oh my God, I had seven patients. Oh my God, I had five discharges and four admissions that day. It was insane. The stories I hear from skilled nursing facilities, from rehabs, oh my God. I'm like, I don't think I want to be a nurse anymore if I had to work in those situations. Mm -hmm. And yes, once this bill passed, because it only affects acute care hospitals, once this bill passed, the the sign-on bonuses are going to be skyrocketing, right? And then all these nurses are going to be like, why would I stay in this hospital? Why would I stay in a rehab? Why would I stay in a skilled facility if I could go there, get a sign-on bonus and work with only four patients? That is a really big concern that I have. It is a humongous concern that I have and I don't know if the M and A or this initiative has an answer to that because that's a gaping hole. And I don't I'm just afraid for everyone that's not in an acute care hospital after this bill passes if this bill passes but um so the, this is just some of the research from um uh the california and there's many many studies that i am going to send it over but um okay. implement impl- uh, uh, implications of california nurse staffing mandate other compared to other states most california nurses bedside nurses as well as managers believe that racial legislation achieved its goal of reducing nurse workloads improving recruitment and retention of nurses and having a favorable impact on quality care effect on mandates nurses patient ratio i mean the list goes on and on and on I'll send it all. You guys will see it. I'll put it on screen and they will have it and we'll be able to respond when they want to. Um, I I have just a, a couple more questions about um, just the, um, the way that you guys want to move forward if this bill doesn't pass. this bill doesn't pass, everyone, you guys are successful. The ANA, the Coalition to Protect Patient Safety wins. Do you guys then put your own proposal. Do you guys then just push harder on the white pages? What do you guys do next?
2: So we push for federal legislation mm-hmm. and we're also happy to sit down with other nursing organizations within the state to come up with state proposal okay. for legislation as well. So and so if if I could have just a a little bit of time please, to please. go over some of these core components of nurse staffing. Please do, by all means. You know, all, st- all settings need to have well-developed staffing guidelines with measurable nurse-sensitive outcomes. That way you really are looking at evidence. RNs are full partners working with other healthcare professionals in yes. a collaborative way. Yes. RNs, including direct care nurses, have to have a substantive and active role. And as I said, more than 50% of, of these the these committee committees, yeah. Staffing needs to be determined based on an analysis of the healthcare consumer's status in that setting. Um, need to be staffing needs to be based on allocating the appropriate number of competent practitioners. It isn't. Yes. It isn't only one thing. Cost effectiveness is an important consideration, because money is not unlimited it's in not. these situations, and the reimbursement structure should not influence nurse staffing patterns or the level of care provided. And I want to just do one more thing, which is to share with you our own copy of (laughs) Leah Curtin's article. (laughs) Because we don't like our own publication being brought out to... They they were paying attention, y'all. They were
0: paying attention. Please and thank you. So this is is Leah
2: Curtin's same article. I pulled it off the web because I'm sure I have the April 2016 somewhere (laughs) around in my house, but to find it wasn't time efficient. But the section that was read to you, in your last interview, um, left out this important sentence. It ended right here. Um, however, ratio should be modified by the nurse's level of experience, the patient's characteristics, and the practice environment.
0: Yeah. So, you ladies, the the, la, 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 ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, I am happy to say, home, home girls did their homework. Homegirls did their homework, and I appreciate them doing their homework. Of course, of course, of course. I did, in fact, go through this. I did, in fact, go through this after they read it to me. Um, I went from top to bottom, and I read the whole thing. Um, I, I do have to say, I do have to say, if I was just a plain reader, and I wasn't a nurse, reading this entire thing, I would honestly believe, if you, you covered up her name or where she was affiliated from, I would honestly believe that she was part of the m a just to be honest, after reading it. Um, and yes, that sentence does is in there. However... Ratios should be modified by the nurse's level of experience, the patient's characteristics, and the practice environment. Super important to note. But I have to ask you you, not
1: included in this ballot initiative. And it's not it's not. The biggest problem that I have is just having keeping you know, we want optimized ratios or, you know, safe
0: patient care patient care. Yeah.
1: But there's so many factors that need to be in place, you know, you, you, you know, you have three, three you, you could be burning down in th- with three patients and be fine with five Exactly. or with two or with one. It's a continued conversation that needs to be left with the nurses and not these strict laws with
0: just, just to overplay. So I, I, I do have to ask you a question. Um, so you work on uh, like in a hospital on a unit. So you said you're, you're not in the hospital, correct? Yeah. You don't have to say what hospital, I, it doesn't matter. But I have to ask you this question because after reading this and after having many conversations with both people on both sides, it was just super clear to me. Yes, um, according to I'm sorry, I forgot her
2: name. Leah Curtin.
0: Leah Curtin. According to Leah Curtin, you do want to do it based off characteristics of the patient characteristics of the nurse and, and the environment that you work in. But outside of my orientation, and all and, and this is I've only been a nurse two years. I'm not gonna pretend my experience is everybody's experience because it's definitely not. But outside of my orientation, I don't remember a time where I was given a different number of patients. Yes, I might have four and someone else has five, but that's just because the breakdown of how many patients are on the floor. Yes, they do it based on acuity and they mix all of that stuff up. But I don't remember a time where it was just like outside of orientation, just if you're a nurse, you are responsible for the patients you have, right? Mm-hmm. If, you're like, if you're assigned four patients and I'm assigned five patients, if I'm newer, you're newer, whoever's newer, whatever our experience are, the, the floor, the unit is, I come to you if I need help. You come to me if you need help. The actual number of patients, the limit, whatever that number is, did not matter. It wasn't. I have five, so I can't. You know, I can't get help, or I'm no, responsible always, for all you're, to myself. you
1: always um, getting help. Exactly. So but why are
0: you guys? Why is it a problem if the number, the the roof, the ceiling, is four, or the ceiling is three? If you're in the ED or two, if you're in the ICU, if one, whatever, if six, if you're in maternity and labor and delivery, why? Are you, why do you guys have such a bad? Why do you not like a ceiling? Because I feel like a ceiling is important to have. To prevent from really bad things from happening, you. I'm okay if I have three patients. Great, I'll help the person who has four or the person who has two. And those first per- patients are crashing. I think it's why more is the so ceiling the a problem?
1: Ceiling of four patients, which is quite difficult to accomplish. With overall, um, where you know California had a larger number. Yes, and I think it doesn't allow wiggle room for when things do go bad. I mean, I remember being a nurse on the floor, and I had. A pa- I had three patients, mm. and my one patient, um, this is when I was on a tour, was very ill and could not transfer to the ICU but was dying. And I was going through things that I personally was not prepared for, and I had to have another nurse help me. And it was hours of and care. And this was
0: with only three patients? This
1: was only with three patients. And I had to give my patients, my other two patients, to other nurses, and they had to have three to five patients they needed to have those five patients in order for me to care for this patient and have another nurse also help me yes so it's and they were assigned to them i didn't see them for hours okay so as ultimately it's my license yes and ultimately it's those nurses who are caring for the other patients their license so you know to say that this nurse is going to help me granted we're always going to help each other but at the end of the day if something went wrong with my other patient it's my license
0: yeah Uh and respect. And respect. And In that, those
1: situations, I think it's just these strict laws, you know, that's where I have a problem with.
0: Um, And I agree, and I agree, but um, you have to go back to how the implementation of the bill is going to be passed. So that means someone has to report it. A family member has to say, there was something wrong on that unit. I thought that that nurse had way too many. A nurse has to say, I had five patients. So if the people on your unit are reporting it, that means the people on your unit are unhappy. That means the family members on your unit are unhappy. That means the patients feel unsafe. And for this bill to go past, I feel like it's not only giving more power to the nurses. If I go to work and I have five patients and the rest of my, the nurses have four, but everyone is helping me out, if I need the help, right, not just because I have five, It's um, it's the worst... I'm not going to report my hospital or my unit because I had five. I'm going to report my unit or hospital. If I have five, everyone else has five. I can't leave work till 9 p.m when I was there, from so seven. I'm giving every single med late. That's when I would report. So it needs to be reported before anything happens, negatively to the hospital. And if someone is reporting it a nurse, a patient, a family member, a pharmacist, whoever is reporting it, that means they feel something is unsafe. You guys saying no to this bill, you're basically saying you, the nurses, the family members, the people on the units, you, we don't keep, we can't trust you to not report fake things, to not no, report that's... unsafe situations. So how do you how I do you? I don't
2: follow you at all. No. Okay,
0: so let me let me try to say that again in a different.
2: Anyone can complain now. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyone can complain now, but there is no incentive. There is no fine that could be given to the hospital. Yes, they can complain, but what does that happen? What happens? Nothing happens. After this bill passes, if I report in my hospital because I feel unsafe, the Health Care Commission has to come investigate. Right now, if I complain, no one is going to come investigate. Zero people that's is going not, to investigate. No,
2: that's not true. That's not. There okay. are state so, agencies that are responsible for following up. On complaints that are made about care in hospitals okay. and they do follow up and, and, that's, and, and there, there are consequ- and there, there are consequences. consequences
0: all right so let's let's hear what those consequences are and how often are these state agencies doing their job because I am getting I put these videos out there and like the the amount of times I've said I'm on the no side patients uh, nurses other nurses text me, message me, all over the place saying, you know what, Um, I'm happy that your hospital is nice, that you have the five patients and you like that, but at my hospital, I am super unsafe. I've reported to my HR, I've talked to my manager, I've quit, I've gone to different hospitals, nothing gets fixed. These These are the questions I've got, and this is the reason. I want my hospital, where I work at, to stay exactly how it is. But that is just too selfish of me to say, Everyone else, I don't care because my hospital is happy Mm, right now. Of course, that's not what you're saying, and I'm not (laughs) saying. And when I and when I was saying no, I wasn't saying that. I definitely wasn't saying that. But what is happening is that there is no consequences to these hospitals when nurses are outworked, burned out, um, get into these horrible patient outcomes, met errors, mortality because of the amount of patients they get. Nothing is happening outside of oh, we'll try better.
2: There, is, there
0: compl- is zero consequences right there now. There is a
2: complaint line for families, for patients, for nurses to contact with the Department of Public Health.
0: And what happens after
2: inspections?
0: And what happens after?
2: They can hold hospitals accountable.
0: How? That's the point, right? So we have there has to be an incentive. If there's no end goal, if there's no, if there's nothing that. Per- pushes the hospital to say you know what we're done with your bullshit if you don't want to if you do not want to safely staff or you have safe patient care you are going to be fine I have my concerns and I've told you guys a million times the time is ridiculous we need more time ridiculous the effect that this acute care hospital ratios is going to have on all the outside hospitals is ridiculous but everything I just went through are all of the concerns
2: I think I the- don't forget the community settings
0: Yes, which this
1: bill does not take into account.
0: Yes, exactly. I
1: think ultimately you have to—is the, you know, does the good outweigh the, the, of course, you know? And at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of bad that can come from it, as far as like the communities and, you know, putting these. We're all about patient outcomes, you know. Yes, this is a, a good idea. You know, we're not taking that away, but it needs some work. Yes. So instead of putting it into strict law. We need to work at it. And this is a good start.
0: So so what I'm afraid of, and if I if we vote no on this, and like I said for a hundred times, I was on the no side for forever. If we were to vote no on this, the amount of work, the amount of stress, I mean, the M&A, the, um, the M&A and the Coalition for has been working on this specific issue for 20 years. They I mean they have been they go to hospital after hospital and I have to put this out there because it is important and it is a fact. Uh, the MA um, and the Coalition 4 has contacted every single acute care hospital in Massachusetts and requested, can we please come to your hospital, have a conversation with us about the bill? Versus, not versus like a debate, but have you guys there to, you know, ask your own questions or respond to our statements. Every single acute care hospital, including the ones that MA are unionized at, has said, no, thank you. We are not interested. So just on that alone got me to say, why in, why in the world would a hospital that is so pro-safety you know, safety patients and we, this is going to be horrible. For, why don't you want to have that conversation in front of the nurses? Why don't you want the other side to have that conversation? If that's not your guys' decision. You guys don't run the hospitals. But I have to say, you said you have to weigh the good and the bad. And I have been weighing. Uh, if you guys have been watching any of my stuff at all for the past two months, I've been knee-deep in all of this information. The the good outweighs the bad, I'd say, in in ways I cannot describe. I'm, I'm all... I have, since before this interview, I have always said, I feel this way, think about it. Here's the information in the description box below. I think this way, think about it. Today, moving forward, I am 1000% for this bill. I have my big concerns. Unless you have these hospitals have an incentive to have more nurses, if we are going to consider these hospitals businesses, there is zero, zero hope that these hospitals will willingly give more money to hire more nurses while they are at the same time hiding millions of dollars in the Cayman Islands. And one second, in there. Um, the interview is basically over. If you guys have anything else to say, I'm here all night. You can stay with me. We can party, all right? But like I was saying, um, the positives, I, I think the pros outweigh the cons. And uh, just in, after doing my thorough research, and I've been knee deep in this, I am totally going to say yes, and I am going to request that you guys say yes. Yes, they are these crazy fines. Yes, I'm concerned about the time that we have to implement it, but um, we got to start somewhere. And if we can't fix this, then why don't, Why doesn't the ANA, after this is passed, bring up another bill that is better with better patient ratios or with more, you know, if you if you guys have a response, have your proposal, have your response. I There's don't... no way
2: to go back on this if it passes.
0: And you say this because
2: it will be law.
0: It will be law, but laws change all the time. We have amendments. We have ways to, you know, if you have a new law that says that this is better, that happens. I mean, that's how our democracy works. If your way works better. It
1: took twenty better. years to put this into place. You think amending it is not going to take the same amount of work?
0: Of course it will. Of so, course it will. But we are all on the same team here, right? We, we are. want we patient be. safety, right? We should
1: be. We should Which be. Which is why it should be a lot more time. And it shouldn't be this strict mandated thing that is being put into place. And that's the only option
2: and much more um, stringent ratios than they have in California. Yeah. Um, and
0: so like, so you can't have it both ways, right? You can't say, so the, the, the patient outcomes did become better after the patient limits were implemented in California. Um, which I we, need
2: to see that research and, that you're citing. Because <laughs>
1: okay. that's, that's I mean, not in, not in, been, all in our not fairness you know, we should have had that beforehand.
0: But I mean, I have it right now. If you guys want to stay, yeah, that's it, it, not, it's not on me. I mean, like I said, the research is here. The research is here. If you want to stay, I can read all day. I have no issue with that. But while I load this information up, I want to tell you, um, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that the California had was before the ratios and after the ratios they became better. Patient outcomes were better, and then at the same, in the same sentence, say. Our ours are way too stringent, right? Because if we're doing better right now than California is... No, this and,
1: bill yes, is too I was, stringent.
0: Yes, our bills are too saying. stringent, and this I bill, think...
1: Not that the, our, our, this bill is too stringent. That's understood.
0: What, what, what I'm saying is, if we look at California and we say our patient outcomes are better than yours, you guys have had an increase. Every patient outcomes were better after the mandate. Why shouldn't we have stricter mandates because that would just push it in the same direction. Our outcomes would be better, but our it'd be more stricter.
2: And they're not reasonable limits. Yeah. They're not reasonable limits. <laughs> and they're and they're too rigid. You, okay. So what? Um. Janet just
0: said that they're not reasonable limits. And go ahead.
2: And frankly, mm-hmm. this is feeling very disrespectful. How so? You had. The research that you were looking at and citing
0: yes. kind of could
2: have been bad. shared with us yes. in advance, similar to how you had shared the questions that you were mm. going to ask yes. the M&A representative that you interviewed.
0: 1,000%. Uh, 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 and that's why I said it up front right in the beginning, right? That was my bad. That was Q's fault. That's not the m as fault. That's not the ANA's fault. That's me, the, the person that's setting this whole thing up. That is entirely my fault. And I only thought about that today when it was happening. I was like, "Oh shit, I should have told them."
2: And but I urge you and those who are watching, yes, to keep their minds open longer. There is still time before the November election.
0: Okay, and and
2: uh, and much debate to be had about this issue.
0: One, and like, I, I'm not going to argue with that because time is time is time. Right, we have until November sixth. Um, but that doesn't, even though I did not give him the time, and that, like I said, is my fault, full responsibility, I'm a horrible person for it, whatever. Time is time, but that doesn't change the information, right? The, this this is not going to change within the next month. The, the facts that I'm reading are not going to change. The, the quotes that the ANA have up on their website have been up on their website since they decided to put the website up. None of this is changing uh, because I told them or didn't tell them. I I feel bad that I didn't, and I should have because I did that for the M&A. But with no, the, all of not. that, yeah, with, we had our- they could have had it, and they should have had it because that's what I did for the other team, but they didn't, and that's on me, and I do apologize, but that doesn't change this information. The information is still the same. If you if you consider yourself a representative of the a and A, I. I... I don't want to say you should know everything I'm going to ask, but you should definitely know this information, especially if you are 1,000% against this. Before you guys go, can I just ask, you guys keep saying that you want st. patient outcomes, right? Can I just, do you, is there anything about this bill that you like? Do you not like everything about this bill? What about this bill do you think you want to carry over to the conversation? Do you want to keep? Do you want, you think is a really smart idea? Or is the entire thing trash?
2: I think that to increase levels of staffing is a good right. idea. Yeah.
0: Okay. So just the basic there. just the just the just basic not
2: the way that this is doing it and not, do, and, and, and taking said, away
1: and taking away the acuity and the the flexibility of and need of every patient situation. The professional
2: judgment of the nurse is key and should not be something that gets legislated into a numbers situation. Yeah. We're not about numbers.
0: So I do want to uh, read what it says. Uh, The mandate does not, this is on the ANA website, and I'll show you again. It says, and I quote, the mandate does not account for the acuity of the patient or the experience of the nurses working on the unit at that time. Recent nursing graduates would have the same patient responsibility as nurses with 20 years of experience. This is on the website. This is not me saying it. As nurses, we know that this doesn't make sense, and it's just not true. There is, in the actual initiative, a built-in acuity tool, and it says on the bill, in the Initiative. Uh, and this, by the way, let me read it. and I'll tell you what happened when they put this in the bill. The patient acuity tool shall serve as an adjunct to the assessment of the registered nurse and shall be dis- designed to promote and support the provisions of the safe nursing care for the patients. However, such tools are not are not to be utilized as a substitute for the assessment and the clinical judgment. So, number one,
1: the ratio.
0: within the ratios, fair enough. Number one, number one. There is an acuity tool to be had. So especially in the uh, critical care unit, you can decide if I feel like I am good with this patient based on the acuity tool, I can have a second patient. That's the only place in this bill where you can choose between the one or the two is in the critical care. And it says that the assessment and the judgment does not matter. I, you guys seem to be upset with the ceiling number. I just see, feel like, yes, the ceiling number does seem a little on the low side. But I'd rather have a little bit on the low side of a ceiling number than have people because this doesn't say if you if the number is four, every patient has to have four, and if one person has three, then you guys are fine. No. It says four is the highest a patient can have in metragitality. Six is the highest a patient can have in maternity and labor and delivery. If you have something over, you can be fine. If you guys decide that this patient is so sick that you want to only have three, no one is going to fine you. So to say that it takes away the judgment of the nurse is not true. It takes away the judgment of the nurse. If one nurse says, I want to have six patients on a med church floor, that judgment, sure, that gets taken away. Do you want to have six patients? If you think you can do it, by all means, but that means the entire unit, the family, the staff, the patients, all of the workers have to agree on that. And if no one gets reported, if that does not get reported, if you say I can handle six patients and it does not get reported, no fines will happen. If someone finds it to be unsafe, one person finds it to be unsafe. Not a, there's not going to be a fine. There's going to be an investigation. And if they decide that it was unsafe, then there'll be a fine. So to say that the judgment and uh, pay, a nurse's autonomy is out the window is not true. In certain aspects, it is. But even even after the bill passes, if I have six patients and the bill says I can only have four, but everyone on the unit decides that it's been a safe situation and no one reports it, there will be no they, there will be no investigation, and they will most definitely be no um, fines so to say the autonomy is gone is not true, and just to end because you guys keep asking about the stats and the information from California, let me just read a couple more: effect of mandated nurse patient ratios With all
1: respect I feel like if we had this information, we were better able to articulate, it. so to keep using the one source that we haven't had is, is a little. So For you is... to just repeat what your reading is of that okay. is not fair. helping 10.
0: the okay.
2: conversation and, and helping there to be a fair debate. So, yeah. so
0: I sent the questions. Which is essentially
2: what this was, was a fair debate, which I feel like it's... We thought it was a fair debate. It you doesn't see, feel that way anymore.
0: It doesn't. Okay, so uh, to, just to clarify 100%, and we can contact Nora and ask her. I sent her the questions. I did not send her. I sent her zero, zero and I say zero, just like in January, there will be zero fines. Zero studies. All the studies I reported to Nora when I had that conversation with the MA was strict when I was there. There were zero studies that I sent her. I sent her the questions. Yes, I should have sent you the questions, but I didn't send Nora any of the, the okay. studies. Okay, So if you guys still think that this is offensive or not fair or the debate is unleveled, sure. I'm, I, I, like I take responsibility for not taking that. But I didn't send any studies. And these studies are the studies. And yes, it is not one. I put it all on a page because I don't want to be switching from one website to another. But these are 9, 8, 12 different studies that check different things that had positive outcomes after California had put into place these mandated ratios. Do you want me to read a few? Would you like me to read a few or are you all set? Because I don't, you guys saying number I would, one I would it's not rather,
2: true? Personally, I would rather read the studies myself. Respect, I draw my own and I will,
0: I will send it over, and I will put the link in the description below so we can all read it together. and We can all find Fair out the information. Um, thank you guys, and I am sorry that it got a little hectic. And I do say this, and I started it off this way, and I re- I'm sorry that it came out this way, um, but I have to say, I have to say, at the end of the day, these are my sisters. We're nurses together, right? We're in this together. I just believe that this is a better way to get to safer and patient, not safer patient outcomes sooner they think it's worse because of the way it's going to be laid out because of the way of the fines because how it's going to affect excuse me the hospitals i mean the facilities that are not acute care hospitals a lot of that stuff i agree with but when i do my weight my scale i think the pros outweigh the cons when they do their scale they think the cons outweigh the pros i'm ending this interview by saying you should vote yes and you guys agree no. So, absolutely yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So they say no, and then you guys, you guys can make the decision. Please say whatever. I, I I've been talking way too much. Let me let them speak a little bit at least. I apologize. If you have anything,
2: we feel very strongly that this is not good for the profession of nursing, okay. and we take our responsibility to represent all of the nurses in the Commonwealth um, as the professional nursing organization, the constituent organization of the ANA. Um, We believe that this bill is bad for the nursing profession and it's bad for patient care. Um, There is more to the health care of individuals in the state than the care that they receive on an acute unit within a hospital. Care is a continuum. It begins with the care that's being provided in the community. It also ends with the care that's being provided in the community after someone leaves a hospital. And this bill, if it passes, will drain nursing staff from areas where they are helping people to remain healthy and will move that nursing staff at great cost in terms of hospital bills that will result in higher premiums that everyone will be paying for healthcare in order to have a rigid ratio in the inpatient settings that has no evidence that that level of ratio is required. Now. Uh- Jen,
0: that that was well that was well said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. be sure to include it then, please. Uh, oh yeah, no 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 no! So I don't I don't cut and shop I don't I I let the whole shit whole shebang run. Pros cons and everything in between. Um, but if, do you have anything to add? I think at you? That was yeah, said. I think I think that was really well said. Um, if we've been going back and forth about all this stuff. The cost is gonna whatever. we'll we'll, we'll continue to argue that all the way up until November sixth. Um, We We look forward to it. Yes, yes, we do look forward to it. Um, And uh, shout out to the people that I work with, and I say this every single time. So I love where I work, and I'm sorry for all the nurses that don't work at my hospital, but my hospital is awesome. I love you guys. I want that place to stay exactly the same. I just think that for the big picture, for all of Massachusetts, for all of the hospitals in Massachusetts, this is probably a good thing. That's how I personally feel um, you heard my side. You heard the MA side last week. You're hearing the ANA side this week. You guys can make your decision and continue to look things up. I, I mean, I've been nonstop for two months. Please continue. Please, please, please. Don't take my word. Don't take her words. Don't take Nora's word. Don't take none of our words. Look it up yourself and you make your decision. Please and thank you. Um, don't forget to like, comment, uh, like, uh, and subscribe. Please, in the comment section, let, let us know what y'all think. Let us know what y'all think. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll catch you on the flip. Deuces.